Hello, everyone. I'm Christina Morrissey, and thanks so much for joining us today. So people associate jobs with care as personal care, but they're actually quite diverse careers to pursue within this industry. And the opportunities are extensive in the human services sector. So today our podcast examines what the job opportunities are and what skills are needed, as well as where to get your qualifications. You may already know that this is a sector facing some pretty big recruiting challenges. In fact, Australia needs to find 250,000 workers, that's correct, a quarter of a million workers in the next 10 years, and many of these will need to come from young people. We've got two guests walking us through the topic today. Joining us is Michelle Herford, who works as the People and Culture Officer at Mercy Services, which is the organisation providing community and in-home support across various parts of Newcastle, Lake Macquarie and the Lower Hunter region of New South Wales. And at Mercy, Michelle's focus is primarily on talent management strategies with a drive to build workforce capabilities through strategic recruitment and development opportunities. And we've got Sue Ellen. Now, Sue is the Skills Development Subject Matter Specialist at HSSO, and she's got really extensive experience in aged care and disability workforce programs and initiatives. She's also the Foundation Skills Specialist and an expert trainer and assessor. Right, after that very large introduction, welcome to both of you. Thank you, Christina. Thank you for having us. So, Sue Ellen, let's start with you. With Australia's ageing population, we're going to see big growth in the aged care industry. What kind of jobs are there outside the more obvious ones of personal care? Okay, well, that's a really good question, Christina. So, with the, the change in services over the last years to a more consumer-driven um, sector, we have um, a range of jobs that, that really is kind of never-ending so that with people choosing the sorts of supports that they that are important to them and that keep them safe and well either at home uh, or in the community, there are any range of jobs that can be involved with the sector. There are also those jobs that are, are more traditional um, as, as in personal support care workers or residential aged care workers but really, particularly with the National Disability Insurance Scheme, um, there are people choosing to actually work with people who have the same interests as them, who might be the same age as them, and somebody that they would just like to spend time with who's more like them. So it, it really is quite diverse. So Ellen, can you give me an example of what one of those alternative jobs might be that you talked about at the start there? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm actually aware of a, a young man with a visual impairment who loves to go to open mic nights at um, at pubs. And so he actually has a young muso who accompanies him to those nights to make sure that he supports him to be able to do the things that everybody else can do on that night. So they have a great time. The young muso probably didn't ever think about himself as being a disability support worker. And he certainly wouldn't think it, that's probably not how he would describe his job now. So he just sees that he provides the opportunity for this young man to be able to do what he would like to be able to do, um, regardless of his disability. So that, that, that one stands out for me. Also had um, a home care support worker um, supporting a lady who was 92, previous, previously a physiotherapist, who actually loved to do aquarobics. And she was quite negative about receiving any sort of supports. But when we actually chatted to her about what would make her life better and what she missed uh, about doing in her life, she talked about how she loved to be in the pool. So 
um, she was actually matched up with a support worker who used to take her to the hydrotherapy pool and she uh, could actually get in the pool and do her aquarobics again. So it's those kind of things that are a bit out of the box that people don't really think about um, in the care and support sector. Yeah. Michelle, there's been a lot of press, negative press, um, about the pressures in aged care through COVID. It doesn't really convey that whole story, does it? So can I ask you, what is it actually like to work in the industry? What are some of the benefits? Yeah, thank you. That's a lovely question. Um, Working in the aged care sector is um, incredibly rewarding. It's a very people-orientated sector um, and our focus, I guess, is really on building those meaningful connections. So when you're working in this industry, it's actually more about that day-to-day connection. It's it's meeting and, and working with individuals on a day-to-day basis. And I suppose I see the benefit of that is that if you are a people-orientated person and if you like to engage with others, this industry offers a lot of rewarding aspects to that. Um, it's also very diverse in what it can offer. So if you've got, um, we have home care workers who can work across a variety of different jobs in any one day. So they might be going to a day centre and supporting clients in a day centre, helping them play bingo, doing crafts, arts and crafts, singing, dancing, or they might be going into the home and providing social support. So having a cup of tea and having a bit of a chat Michelle, as an employer, what kind of personal qualities are you looking for in those applicants? Yes, we're looking for individuals who really have a genuine nature and care to give back to the community. People who see the value in making relationships and and caring for other people, particularly people who are vulnerable. Um, I think that uh, our industry is one of those that has a heart So the people that we look for are those that bring their heart with them to the role. It does then bring about some passion. Do you have to be chatty to work in this industry? No, not necessarily. We have some uh, clients that love someone who can come in quietly and do the cleaning and and just be an extra presence in the house through to, yes, very chatty, very involved, vibrant individuals who might run a day centre. So what's one of the first questions you ask potential potential recruits in this sector? What is it that has driven you to work in the aged care sector is my first question. And what I'm looking for as an answer is to really see what's driven them personally. Have they had an experience in their family I want to hear the passion in their voice and the the genuine care come through in their answers that shows me that they have a, a, a vocation almost to work in this sector. All right, so that's the personal, the internal stuff. Sue Ellen, what sort of qualification or experience do people need to have? Okay, to well, actually, yeah, so in, in aged care and disability, there are no mandated qualifications. A lot of... Um, employers will actually require a certificate three of individual support, which can then be um, actually, it can be like a disability certificate three or an aged care certificate three, depending on electives that people choose, or people can actually choose to do both. Um, There are also a lot of other qualifications. Some people will actually 
start work in the sector through a hospitality role or through a domestic role, as Michelle was suggesting. And I actually had a conversation with an employer the other day who had a school-based apprenticeship and trainee who was a young man in year 12 who was doing horticulture. So I was doing work in their grounds. And after spending a lot of time with the residents during his SBAT, we would call it, he actually said to them, I think I'd actually like to do some work that was more involved with the residents. So there are a range of qualifications. There are certificate three and four in allied health assistant. And that's a role that's growing in the sector as we have a real shortage of allied health professionals. So allied health assistants can actually kind of fill a bit of that gap. So there are any number of ways that people can enter the sector and then grow their career. Um, There are a number of people I've spoken to too who may have started with a certificate three individual support. The employers actually then supported them while they're working to do their registered nursing. So as you can imagine, with such a large um, sector and uh, real, really great employment opportunities, the diversity is incredible as well. So if you think about all the associated jobs, like the IT and the admin and all of those things as well, it's um, a really kind of growing sector. Ah, so there are jobs that you consider to, to fall underneath this umbrella? Yeah, would, would you, Michelle? Yes. That's interesting. When you're talking about the personal care um, roles, though, I would have assumed that at the very least people would have had to have had a first aid certificate or a qualification, something that basic. Would that be a helpful thing for you to have? So when you're going into a place and saying, look, I'd like to work in this field, I'd like some experience, I've got first aid or I've got senior recess. Would those sorts of qualifications be looked upon favourably? Absolutely. And, look, I would say that the majority of employers do require some, some sort of qualification. There's just no legislative qualification. And we always encourage that uh, people who work in the sector are offered the opportunity to to get a qualification because it actually recognises the work that they do and then provides them a career pathway. So I I think there are very few employers that wouldn't require at least a skill set to start work. Um, Yeah, but it's not legislated. I've got this question in front of me, Michelle, and it very basically just says when we were workshopping this before this podcast, it was just what are the opportunities for young people in this sector? Is it work they might enjoy? You've indicated, we talked about the the young fellow that was the muso helping the young guy to go to the open mic session. I'd never even thought of that as something that you could be doing in this sector. So come on, regale us. What else? Well, we have uh, young individuals that come in um, who might be studying an IT um, degree at the uni and they would go into a home and help an older couple or an older individual set up their iPads and and help them with their phones. And so you're taking your skill set and taking it into the community and giving back. Um, You might have a background being a pianist and you can come in and play the piano at the day centre and then while you're there help out bring food out um, to the clients that are visiting that day. Um, As Sue Ellen said, I think that it's a phenomenal pathway into registered nursing. So anyone who's interested to take a nursing career or uh, anything in the sciences, so um, occupational therapy, medical sciences, all of those, they get an exposure to 
clients that they will meet in hospital settings, in physiotherapies, through this role. And building uh, those connections with the people in the community is such a fundamental way to begin a career when you're in a people-orientated industry. So, Sue Ellen, where should people look for more information on the skills and the qualifications that are needed? How can people find out if this is the right type of work for them? Yeah, absolutely. So there's actually yourcareer.gov.au where you can actually have a look at at the sorts of skills and qualifications that are required for various jobs. Um, The National Disability um, Services have a website called Care Careers that talks about the sorts of careers. There's also good old SEEK, um, has information about uh, all of the different job roles. And I think you'll see a variety of ways that the jobs are advertised now. Um, There are also um, different peak bodies that will have information on their websites. So ACPA, which is the Aged Care um, Professional Association. I'm not quite sure of the whole acronym. Um, yeah, so there are any, any variety of ways they can find out. We're certainly doing a lot of work with the WorkSkill um, Australia people, so the um, job services providers, to make sure they're aware of what right fit looks like for our sector so that they don't send just anybody for the jobs, so they actually think a little bit about the people that they're referring to work with us. Um, and also the career counsellors at schools. We do a lot of work with um, different liaison officers that work between schools and the vocational education and training sector as well. So we try to influence as much as possible um, the variety of careers um, that there are and, and how to get there. Michelle, I read through your bio earlier in preparation for today and there's a really great motto that I have to say inspired me to want to work in your industry. Can you tell us about that? Yes, I've got this motto that um, we're in the caring industry and in my organisation we value and our goal is to provide exceptional care. Um, I believe that exceptional care should be not just for the clients but for the staff as well, which means you give them an environment that they feel that they can be consulted and have a voice and be part of the environment, um, sharing the good and the bad and all of it. Um, so I think that care should be just a fundamental throughout the industry, whether internal or external. Yeah, I read that and I thought, you know what, that that is something that if I was thinking of a career in this industry and this sector, that that would tip me over to know that I was valued. Um, and that I was doing really important work for other people. Can I thank both of you for sharing us your experiences and your insights into the diverse nature of this sector today? Sue Ellen and Michelle, thank you both so much. Pleasure. Thank you for having us. And some of those jobs, I mean, I never thought of anything of being a pianist, going in and helping and then helping serve as well. There's so many jobs that are possible here. And you've heard uh, what um, Sue Ellen gave to us. There was a whole list of possibilities there where you can connect and find out what the skills are. We've got some as well. So if you'd like more uh, information on careers and training in the human service industry, there's a great guide on training and skills for the sector, and that's available at vetguide.hsso.org.au. So check that one out as well. Thank you for joining us today. Hope we've inspired you and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.